Hey, hey, I'm back. I forgot to pull my YouTube up so I could see you guys on here. I'm back, guys, for another season of A Sip With Joy. This is my fifth season, guys, and next week will actually be a year that I've been doing Sip With Joy. So <laughs> I'm so proud of myself because many times I've wanted to be like, you know, I'm tired. I don't feel like it, you know. So I'm I'm glad that I've stuck in in there because this is actually really therapeutic for me. So for those of you who are joining for the first time, this is Sif with Joy, a show about a girl, her wine and her feelings. And I am that girl. I am your host, Joy M. Hutton serial entrepreneur, and lover of food and wine. And speaking of today's wine, I'm drinking an Old Vine Zinfandel. So as you know, I'll tell you more about this wine on my Instagram at Sip with Joy, the sip of the day where I give you all the deets on this wine. So make sure you do that. And while you guys are coming on in, I'm going to take a sip. Mm. This is a good one. This is a good one, y'all. So I can't wait to tell you about that. All right. So, oh, and I forgot to pop it up. It's an old wine Zinfandel. So you know, so if you want to look up an old vine Zinfandel, that just means that the vines are very old, uh, usually decades old. So you get mm, you get all types of flavors. Really bold wine. Okay. So yes. Hey, Jess Lee. Welcome. Y'all tell me hi. Let me know you in the room. All right. So today, uh, today I'm talking about finding my soulmate. Okay, because y'all know I've been on this love journey a long time, and uh, I found him. Well, <laughs> about three or four times. I didn't find him yet, y'all. So unfortunately, I'm still waiting for one to stick. But I want to talk about this topic because I do believe that you can have more than one soulmate. So I feel like I have found my soulmate before. I found him a few times, actually. But like I said, it just didn't stick. So um, you all may ask, well, what happened to my soulmates? You know, so I think... In short, we weren't aligned. So whether it was, you know, I met a guy, we had the most amazing connection, chemistry, you name it, but he didn't want kids. And that for me is a deal breaker because I want children. Or maybe somebody wasn't ready for commitment, you know, when I was necessarily ready for a relationship and that person didn't want it. But again, we had such a good connection. Or, you know, you have people that are still working on their healing journey and it doesn't necessarily line up with where you are. Or they're just simply emotionally immature. So a lot of different factors that have come into play where I feel like that person could have been my soulmate, but it just it just didn't work out for whatever reason. And so I think that, you know, a lot of the times it doesn't mean that like your soulmate doesn't necessarily mean that 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 you're supposed to be with that person. I believe that you can have multiple ones. And my 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 spiritual advisor told me the same thing. She's like, yeah, you could you could have multiple soulmates. You just you know, things just may not align. They may decide to exercise their free will and not be aligned with you. So I definitely I definitely think that's that's true because I've experienced that. 
So the next question that you all might ask is, well, how did I know they were my soulmate? And I think there are a lot of answers to this, but I think for me, chemistry is a big thing. Like I know like each of these people when I've met them, two two in particular, when I met them, it was literally like like magnetism, you know, and I was like, whoa, like shake hands. And I'm like, what is that? Like, that's weird. Never experienced that before. And I didn't think it was necessarily lust or anything. It was like literally kinetic energy in that moment. And then I think with the connection piece, you know, you have physical, mental, spiritual, like you just feel like you're aligned with that person in so many different areas. And then I saw a future with that person. That's a big thing because I don't see a future with everybody. I think that, you know, you know when you get to a certain amount of dates whether you want to see that person again. But I immediately, like, said, okay, I think I can definitely see a future with this person. And I'm the type of person, I don't really say those things first. I kind of follow the guy's lead on that. And we'll talk about that in another episode about love versus love bombing because I've told you guys about love bombing before. But I think that, you know, your discernment will tell you whether or not it's love versus infatuation and, and what have you. But I saw a future. And then I think we were completely in tune to each other too, like, they sense my emotions and I sense their emotions. Like they were completely in tune to how I felt and were really invested in making sure I'm good and encouraging me and wanting me to be better. And I wanted to be better with that person. And then um, I felt like it was, it was deeper. It was just a deeper connection. Like that person felt like they could see my soul or I felt like that person could see my soul. So those were some things for me, like how I knew those people were my soulmate. But for whatever reason, like I talked about before, it just didn't necessarily pan out. And so, you know, you got to move on. Didn't work out. Maybe we come back to each other. Maybe we won't. Maybe we won't. <laughs> so, um, hey, Elsie. So, yeah, those are some, some things that I've thought about. Like, okay, well, can you have multiple soulmates? Because a lot of people think that you just can, it's just one person that you're searching for out there. And I think the lot, a lot of the time we are searching for someone that's perfect and not necessarily the person that's perfect for us or the person that best complements us. And obviously nobody's perfect. We're, I, I'm not perfect. No, no one is perfect. And I'm guilty of, of trying to find that perfect person in the past instead of thinking of like, okay, well, who will be the best person for me? Um, but I've grown and my standards and desires have definitely evolved as I go through different relationships and, and pick up different lessons in life. Um, and I've also had to do my own soul searching and loving on joy, you know, we got to self love and also figure out what it is that I truly want and need because we have our wants. We have the desires of our heart, our body, whatever, our mind. But what do you really need? So we have to ask ourselves those questions too. And I'm opening myself up to expect the unexpected. And because that person may not necessarily come in the package or in the way 
that I envision. So that's another thing, too, because I'm like, ooh, he going to be tall, dark, and handsome. You know, nah, maybe he won't be. <laughs> uh, hey, Robin. Hey, Carlene. Um, so we have to think about, you know, just expect the unexpected. And I'm a planner, guys, so that's really hard for me because I don't like no not knowing, but I but I'm not gonna know, you know. Only God knows, and and that I have to I have had to be okay with. And I also know that I will not meet the person who is for me by staying in the house. <laughs> As I tell you guys, I'm an introvert, and y'all, I'm I struggle. Like I'm telling you, when I'm in Houston. People think I really be out in these streets, but I'm not. I am at home. By the time the weekend comes, I'm tired because I've worked myself like a dog. So I and I don't be one of people, you know, so the struggle is real. But I have told myself and others have told me, Joy, you're not going to meet people or open yourself to meeting that person. If you're in the house, it's not going to happen. Hey, Jamal. So, um. I am coming, I am becoming more intentional that someone asked me on a podcast the other day, like, what's my word for this year? And my word, actually, for the past couple of years has been intentional. And so I'm becoming more intentional about the types of environments I put myself in so that I can attract the person that I want. So I don't know, maybe that means hanging out at the grocery store, <laughs> Because, y'all, I hate going to the grocery store. I do my grocery shopping online. Instacart, Amazon Fresh. Lydia makes fun of me because I do not go to the grocery store. But I have to be, again, more intentional about getting out and putting myself in those places. So maybe it's maybe going to the art galleries. Maybe doing more sophisticated stuff. Even though I already do sophisticated stuff. But thinking about where would he be or is he in the house like me because then we'll never find each other so you know this process has not been easy and it's it's not going to be easy um because you all have heard me say um that my therapist told me it's easy to meet people that you're misaligned with and hard to meet people you're aligned with and this definitely requires more patience because we can meet a whole bunch of, what do you say, frogs, toads, whatever, everything in between. They may not be, they may not be that, that person. And we have to sift through the bad to get to the good. And, you know, I, sometimes I'm just in a space where I'm like, you know what, I will just sit still until he comes. But that also means, Joy, you got to get out of the house. So um, if you guys are like me, we have to be intentional, guys, okay? Um, Robin said we have to get out of the comfort zone and play nice in the sandbox. <laughs> we definitely have to play nice in the sandbox. I'm nice when I come outside. I, I get cute. You know, I smile. But I don't know. It's different out here in these streets. Tanya. Hey, Tanya. Chi-town, boo. Hey, mommy. Robin said the grocery store is my least favorite thing. Yeah, I, I just don't. First of all, it's too cold in the grocery store, and people be blocking the aisles, and I don't have time. I'm on a mission. I go in with my grocery list, and I, I just want to get in and out if I do go. I'm going for very specific items, and I don't have time to mix and mingle in the aisles. All right. So, yeah, I, um, 
Yeah, we just have to be more intentional and and be open to the possibilities, right? Get out the house. Don't be like me, y'all. I'm an introvert. (laughs) Robin said, tell your friends that you're looking and let them vet them. Be open. Absolutely. LC said, I go to the grocery store every week and never leave (laughs) with anything but groceries. Right. I haven't left the grocery store with a man yet. So, uh, you know, and they say gas stations, but I don't know. Where where we all we all be at? Where do me and hang out? I don't know. So, um so I talked about, you know, and talking about these soulmates. I if I have some of my married um people in the in the room, I want to hear from you all about how you knew your spouse was the one. It, how you knew they were your soulmate. So if you want to call, the number is 713-396-0277. Now I troubleshooted this again, y'all. So we're going to see if this works. But 713-396-0277. Call if you want to chime in on this topic. Uh, Lydia said they're on the golf course right. Right. They are on the golf course, but if, if they're not married, though, um, just Lee said we were introduced to each other at technical school, similar goals and visions. I love it. I love it. OK, so if you guys want to call in, let me know how you met your boo, your soulmate. Call 713-396-0277. OK. So while you guys are trying to decide if you want to call me or not, I'm going to get into my what the sip. And I know you guys um, probably want to chime in on this topic too. And it is the topic of Kiki Palmer. Love her. Chi-town sister. Um, So Kiki, as you know, she was dancing on stage with Usher. They were getting a little close. And um, her boyfriend, Darius, mom shamed her, like, you know, about her outfit, like, you a mom, you wearing that, you a mom. So one thing is, it wasn't about the outfit. Kiki, ever since she had that baby, she has a whole new level of confidence. And she's been, she's been more sultry, and she's been, you know, more just... I'm showing this body that this baby gave me. And so so it's not about the outfit. It was about Ursha. <laughs> we know it's about Ursha because Ursha been playing games with these people in this crowd because you just heard about what happened with Sweetie and Winnie Harlow. Like, they're like, you're not about to get me caught up. So, you know, but I want to know, do you guys think that Kiki was wrong was she, should she was she wrong for what she was wearing? Was she wrong for getting up there dancing with Usher or Usher? Um, was Usher wrong? Like I mean, Usher, I don't really put the blame on Usher because he's a performer, and I thought he had somebody at home. That's what I thought. The latest babies are by this woman, um, and she posted, you know, Happy Father's Day, and ah, listen, I thought they were still together, but. He's a performer at the end of the day. So, because Charlemagne said, Charlemagne the guy said that Usher was the villain in this case. And I don't know. I'm like, he's a performer. Like, 
I, I think, you know, any woman that goes on stage with Usher is going to lose their mind temporarily. And I think that's what happened with Kiki. She lost it for a little bit. Of set, a little bit. But I think that you can. I, I don't think that was worth a breakup. I think her and her boyfriend could have worked that out. He shouldn't have gone on social media. That was immature. So we talked about that emotional maturity, immaturity earlier. Like, I don't think that was, that that just, you don't do that. You you air your private, you do not air out your private matters. So, um, let's see, uh, Robin said, oh, tea at the country club, yes. And yes, I do dancing, Carlene. I love that Robin said it was a performance. Usher was giving the people what they want. Exactly. Now, Usher was giving the people what they want, but Kiki didn't have to give her what he wanted, you know. But I think she was having fun. I don't it, I don't think there was anything malicious about it. But at the same time, you have this man, and I'm sure it was some deeper-rooted issues there for them to even break up because just one thing like that is not going to call us a breakup. So I think there was some stuff going on behind the scenes and then, you know, it was like, listen, well, that's the last, that's the last straw ninja. <laughs> now you're going to out me on social media? Like, we don't do that. So, um, yeah, the number's still up, y'all. Y'all being shy today? 713-396-0277. So, um, yeah, I just think the mom shaming, no. Um, I don't, I, I just, I just think that they should have been able to work it out. And I was really upset because I'm like, man, y'all just had this baby and oh, the baby, you know, the baby is caught up in the middle of all this. So I just, yeah, I was really sad about that. And they're young too. I mean, Kiki is 29. I don't know how old her boyfriend is, but I was, I was just really sad about that. So, um, yeah. Um, oh, <laughs> Lydia, you said something. Um, okay, so yeah, I I just think that you know we 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 just got to do better out here. Can't be out here breaking up homes, Usher. <laughs> but I'm not gonna blame it on him. I, I'm not gonna blame it on him. Okay, so um, all right. I was hoping one of you would call and tell me about your soulmate, but y'all don't want to talk about it. So uh, um. This will be a short show tonight because I'm still out here trying to find my soulmate. So I need to get out of this house and go ex go do some exploring. And, um, you know, chime in on the Kiki Palmer thing if you want to. But I think, you know, I think we really have to ask ourselves, because I have this conversation with, with my friends all the time, like, you know, you want X, Y, Z, but do you really want it? Are your actions saying that you want it? And just like how men tell you, yeah, I see you in my future and all this stuff, but, but their actions are saying otherwise. Don't tell me that because as far as I'm concerned, we could just be friends, friends with benefits. You don't know what I want, but it's just better to be honest. But people are out there so busy telling you what you want to hear and that's why I want to talk about the love versus love bombing on another episode cuz i think like don't don't tell me what i want to hear just be honest you know i think that if people were honest we we just we just go a long way so um all right well um if you really are seeking a soulmate guys um think about if you are creating the space in your life to do so oh we got a caller. Okay, let's see who this is. Probably my mama. 
Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Can you hear me? Yes, this is my mommy. <laughs> <laughs> so Robin is telling me to call in. Oh, Robin, so, tell uh, us. <laughs> <laughs> said, so, Mama, tell us about Daddy. <laughs> right. So your dad and I, actually, your dad was actually trying to date my sister. Mm-hmm. And he um, he saw her. She was at a repast on, on the same block that he lived on. And my sister had a banging body at the time. And um, Not at the time. So, you said she don't have a banging body now? <laughs> absolutely not. Oh, so, oh anyway, that is rude. No, I'm just saying she doesn't. So, um, Y'all, my mama. So, anyway, she ended up... Um, going to uh you know she she gave him her number and everything and every time he would call she was never there and so I ended up um always answering the phone Mm -hmm. and so this went on for several months and you know he told me one day he was gonna come and visit I didn't believe him you know I would tell my sister and everything and we would laugh about it I was like he's never coming you know so one Thanksgiving, he did. He showed up with his cousin, and we met, and we started dating. So how did you know? I mean, that was in high school. Like, when you guys got married, right. how did you know, like, he he was the one? Uh, well, he was just a really, he was a gentleman. Um. And I think that was so refreshing. And um, um, I mean, you know, this was years later down the road, but um, he was a gentleman and I was a different person. I had started going to church. I was involved in church and everything. So I was just more reserved, he thought, because I was a wild child mm. in you know, high school in those 20s. And um, always find out about your parents. I changed. And he liked the change that he saw in me. And so when he first started calling me, I wasn't thinking about dating him. You know, we would just stay on the phone and talk. We'd fall asleep talking to each other, right? And um, I didn't um, I didn't think anything of it when we first started out. It was just like, why is he always calling me? You know? <laughs> I just did not, I was not thinking about him in terms of, um, you know, a relationship at all. But, um, you know, over time, we, you know, seemed to work it out. And he asked me to marry him. And I said, yes. Yeah. But I'm like, but dude, when did you know? I want to know, like, when did you know? Like, did you get a feeling think- in your heart? Like, because anybody can ask you to marry them. But what made you say yes? Like what made well, you say yes? I mean, we we spent a lot of time together. I mean, he was just like I said. He first of all, he was a gentleman, mm-hmm. and um, you know, he just um, you know he taught me how to drive. He, you know, he would take me to the laundromat. He would do all you know because back then I didn't have have washing dryer. Nobody had washing dryers <laughs> in their apartment. And so, um, you know, he would just do all these things for me that I thought were so, so special 
and he he was just always there for me. Yeah, you know, and um, and I think that over time I just appreciated that. And we didn't have a long court. I mean, this was like six months into our relationship, you know. And I think that he considered me to be, he, he was always crazy about me. Mm -hmm. Even in high school, I broke up with him, you know? And so this was like a reconnect years later. And I just think that, um, he always cared about me Mm -hmm. and I always thought he was a nice guy. You know, we had planned our future together, what our first child was going to be named, all that stuff. (laughs) And, um, I just think the thing that did it for me was just that he was a good guy. Yeah. And he still is. Um, I love it. So it's just the old fashioned love. Don't you like the old fashioned love guys? Like when people used to call and actually court you. (laughs) Yeah. And he did. And, you know, I I mean, we've been through the good, bad and the ugly Mm -hmm. and um, and we're still together. So I think we're coming up on hmm, maybe 37 years, Mm -hmm. I think, or something like that. But he is he truly is one of the good ones. Yes, you know, (laughs) and he very good care of me. Yes. Well, yeah. thank you for sharing. And I think that's what you want to look for. That's yeah. what you want to look for. Someone that genuinely cares about your well-being. I think that's, that's who he is, you know. And, um, you know, he's, he's a gentleman. I mean, he's still opening the doors, you know, and stuff like that. Do you believe that a man should love you more than you love them? Mm, no. I think if you love each other, I, I can't say love each other equally because there are different qualities that you love about someone. Mm-hmm. But I think if you love each other as much as the other loves you, right? I mean, I think that you, you're pretty much on the same page anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm loving him as much as he's loving me, I think we're good. Yeah, You know, because I'm giving it all I have, he's giving it all he has. But if somebody's going to shortchange you, then that, there's going to be a problem, right. you know. But, um, yeah, I think he's one of the best things that has ever happened to me. Yeah. I know he is, Aww. you know. I love it. Yeah. Well, thank yeah, you, Mommy. I love it too. <laughs> You're welcome, boo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. I love my mama. She's my number one fan. Uh, let's see what y'all talking about over here in the chat. So, um, okay, so back to the Usher thing. Elsie said, I do feel that as the father of her child, he has the right to be upset at seeing the mother of his child fawning over another man, but he should have told her not on social media. Absolutely. Like, that's a private matter. You don't, you just don't do that. <laughs> you just don't do it, Cletus. Okay. Um, just Lee said, respectful, kind, always has my back. Your partner, speaking of her partner, absolutely. Robin said, thank you, Mama Hutton, for sharing. That's what we want. Someone who genuinely cares and is a gentleman. Absolutely. I'm mad. I'm mad. Robin said, uh, you the only one that's married out here. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Listen, we all trying to find that special someone out here. 
Uh, LC said, I don't think a lot of men are built for tough like that anymore. It do- it just doesn't seem like it. And, you know, I'll be looking at men real close nowadays. I'll be looking at the flick of that wrist and, and, and the way they, they use their mouth and the way they click their tongue and stuff. I'll be, mm, no. And if you too you too too fast to impersonate me as a woman, I got issues with that. Like, oh, hey, girl, uh-uh, don't do that. Don't, don't do it. Don't, don't do it. You know, it's just a lot, it's just a lot of real, just funny business going on out here. Uh, let's see, Galactos, hey. So how do you think your career in entrepreneurship has affected your ability to meet people? Was it easier when you were a more traditional employee? Wow, that's a good question. You know, so I became an entrepreneur when I was early 30s. So I think that dating in your 20s is way different. And I wish I wish I had found a husband then, but I wasn't ready. You know, I had men who were serious about me then that I wasn't necessarily ready because I still wanted to just, you know, just be wild and free. I wanted to hang out. I wasn't ready to be in a committed relationship. And then now look at me now when I'm ready, uh, can't find nobody to lock me down. But it's just it's just interesting. So as an entrepreneur, I have found it extremely difficult because if someone is not an entrepreneur himself, he doesn't necessarily understand the time commitment, maybe the stress levels that I'm having to deal with. And me just being independent like I have to run payroll (laughs) you know I'm not doing this for play play like I have two businesses and a lot of times people are like oh you're not going to have time for me but the reality is I do you make time for the things that you want and I'm very um, adamant about finding that so-called, I don't call it balance, but finding the time for my partner when, I, when I'm dating someone or in a relationship because I do believe you make the time for the things you want. Like normally if I'm home by myself, it's just me and Gigi. So I'm probably going to pick up my computer and work. Or on the weekends, I may work. But if I have a partner, that time is going to be spent with them. Like let's go travel, let's go out, let's go do something. So... I think it's just about finding the time. Like when people say, oh, I'm busy and you're busy and you don't want to make time. But being an entrepreneur has been difficult for other reasons because guys also feel like I don't need them. No, listen, if you want to come take out this trash and you want to do things for me, by all means, I'm not stopping the man from doing that. So I think that, you know, Men see a woman who is about her business and they're like, oh, well, she don't need me. She an independent woman. She a boss woman. She a boss this. And it's like, first of all, talk to me. Get to know me as a person. Get to know the feminine side and not the masculine side where I'm running a business. You know, I think there are so many preconceived notions about women who are entrepreneurs and women who are are in Uh, high level positions, doctors, lawyers, you know, and and executives in in companies. And all women are not don't all women don't have the queen bee syndrome. We really want to have that balance with having a man do for us. And listen, you can open that door. (laughs) You you can listen, you want to fix my car, you want to go put gas in my car, wash my car, take out the trash, I will not stop you. But it's that thing where men feel like I don't need them. And no, 
I mean, no one needs anyone. Um, you know, you don't need anything. Do I want? Yes, I want. And I think that we can balance each other out in, in a lot of different ways. So, yeah, good question because, yeah, um, it, the struggle is real, like being an entrepreneur. And um, Galacto said, wow, very interesting. Thank you for your insight. Elsie said, women don't need to have a man. We want to have one. Exactly. Money does not mean we don't need a man. Absolutely. My mom said, he does all that trash, water the grass, gets my car washed. Yes, I'm spoiled. Yes, you are. Okay. So, yeah, but I, I think that, yeah, there is, there is a, a, there is definitely a mentality right now where men are, are almost resenting us for being employed, <laughs> you know, having our own money. But we, it's, it's not that we don't want a partner, you know? And so I think it, there's a balance between, no, I don't need you, but also making a man feel needed, you know? Like, if he wants to do something for you, letting that man do it. Because some women are like, nah, I don't need you to do this. I, I, I've been doing this all for, for all my life, you know? Well, I, I don't believe in that. Because, listen, help me, <laughs> Because doing all this on my own is not fun. It's just not. So I want someone I can build with. And I also have found, too, being an entrepreneur, and I'm sure a lot of women, you know, in here can attest to that, is, is that men don't want to be your teammate. They are in competition with you. I'm not here to compete with you. Why can't we just build together? You know, so that's another thing I've experienced, too. It's like men feel like they have to compete with me. And I'm like, listen, I, I'm not interested in that. I want a partner. And people really need to understand um, what, that, what that means, what a partnership is. So Jamal said, not true. What's not true, Jamal? But I think we, we have to, yeah, we just, we just got to come together. <laughs> instead of trying to battle it out. This is not, this should not be seen as a battlefield. Um, it should be seen as a, as a partnership, like I said. Elsie uh, said, do you think that women have spoiled men to the point they don't want to date or court women? A lot of women are doing too much too soon to men who they are not even in a relationship with them. Yes, <laughs> that's definitely happening. I I talked to a, one of my friends. We were out, and he was just like, oh, yeah, um, this woman took me out to dinner. She, she paid for dinner. And I was like, what? And I said, see, this is what, this is, these women are making it hard for us. You know, and then I was talking to another guy, and he was saying how he was having a conversation with a group of people where, and I would love to have a longer dialogue about this, about should you, you know, should men expect sex on the first date? Because they feel like, well, I paid for your meal, then I should get, I should get the nookie. But why? And so he was saying that the argument was, well, you feel entitled to my money, so why shouldn't I be entitled to have sex with you? And I'm like, I don't feel like that's the same thing. I really don't feel like that's the same thing. And, and nobody told you to take, take a woman to a $200 date. Y'all could have gone to a nice 
casual taqueria, you know, it, it like no one told you to spend all that money. And so now you feel like you're entitled to a woman's body because you spent money. And so the reverse of that was he felt like, well, you feel like you're entitled to my money. And I'm like, wow. Where where has it disconnect? Where where has it where have have we gone wrong here? Um so yeah, Carlene said too much too soon. Jamal, I'm still waiting for you to respond to what's not true. But um yeah, so Galacto says so many younger girls nowadays are acting like they're the ones who need to court the man instead of the other way around and give them way too much of their body and mind too early on. Absolutely, and I don't understand why they feel like they have to do that. And so it definitely is a generational thing. I was talking to, I was talking to someone the other day, um, one of my friends the other day, and I said, I think it's definitely a generational thing where we came up in the age of men courting us and then those same men that were courting us are no longer courting us because now they're going after a generation of women that are courting them, which is the younger women that Galactos was just talking about. It's, there's definitely a shift. And so I just answer my own question in terms of the disconnect. Like there's definitely a shift happening in terms of dating, but I don't know where that shift, why and where that shift occurred, why, why younger women are doing this. And I've even had men tell me, I don't, I don't need to approach men, women anymore because they, they come up to me. And then, and I've had men tell me, I, I don't, I'm not, this man told me I'm not pursuing you. You, <laughs> women pursue me. And I was like, wow, uh, am I missing something here? I said, so I'm just going to be single, huh? You know, or if a guy takes you out for a couple of dates, you know, two weeks of dates and then. We, we hanging out in the crib now, you know, and it's not to say you have to do something ex, ex, expensive all the time, but dating is a part of the experience, getting to know each other through different activities. It doesn't always have to be expensive. Um, Jamal said, agreed should be a partnership. How does the entrepreneur woman help the entrepreneur man domestically? Why does the entrepreneur women have to help the entrepreneur man domestically. I think, again, it goes back to that partnership. How do you help each other? Um, mom said sex wasn't even on the table on the first day. Um, Galacto said, did not think about how others will see us as much. Yeah. So, I, I again, you know, back to like what Jamal was saying. Um, oh, he said, I didn't agree that men didn't want to do the work anymore. I'm not saying all men, Jamal, don't like, I'm not generalizing all men, but there are a lot of men who don't want to do the work. And so that is what I'm, I'm more so talking about, like not the good ones. I'm talking about the ones who don't want to do the work. And so that is becoming more popular than not there's a small percentage of y'all out there that will court a woman that will do the work and then not just walk away when there's a point of contention you know so y'all don't even get me started I'm getting riled up now I'm like whoo okay I'm getting hot over here drinking this wine um so let's see um mom said if something happens to my hubby I'm done I'm not dating just Lee says some females are driving while dude is in the passenger seat. Right. But, yeah, you know, but it depends. Are they visiting from out of town? Because I've had guys visiting from out of town, and you're not going to drive my car. <laughs> I'm driving my car when you're visiting me out of town. 
But yeah, if you if y'all live together and all of that, then yeah, you 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 know, I'm not chauffeuring a man around. That's definitely not happening. But um, mom said it's too easy to find someone who will give it up. Yeah, and that and that's that's just the reality. So um, yeah, y'all. Uh, you see what's happening out here? This is what's happening. <laughs> this is what's happening. This is why I like talking about these things because I feel like I'm not alone in my plight to just have a stable partnership. You know, this is, this is, this, the struggle is real. <laughs> Dating is ghetto, as I've said to you all before. And I'm just like, I, you know, like I said, I've been in situations where I really thought that person could be it. And then we get into an argument or not even an argument, a disagreement. And it's like, ooh, that guy is gone. Like, he doesn't want to deal with conflict. Like, where are your conflict resolution skills? You just told me you wanted to marry me. Now you, you gone after one disagreement. It's crazy to me. So, and again, we're going to come back to that on the love versus love bombing episode. That's going to be in two weeks. But it's just, I don't know what's happening out here, okay? Um, but, yeah, so I think that um, I'm still keeping hope alive. I have not given up hope. I am not bitter by any means. But it is frustrating when you hear so much. It's like women have become the enemy. And I don't understand like why you know and I'm starting to just uh, I'm starting to just see all these conversations about like men attacking women for having jobs for having you know and I remember um my ex told me and and there's some some truth to this whether I wanted to hear it or not but he was like things were ruined when women got jobs he was like, y'all ruin everything because then no one's home. No one's there to take care of the house, all this stuff. And I was like, I don't like what you said, but I understand what he said because we, we have shifted the home dynamic because women were, were, were traditionally at home taking care of the kids, taking care of those domestic responsibilities. But now we have our money. But it's also why did we go to work? Why did we go to work? Especially when you're talking about the black home dynamics where a lot of fathers were absent, so women had to go to work. So, look, the sociology degree in me is going to start coming out, so I'm not even going to go there. But there, there has been a shift. But now it's like, okay, well, we've gotten used to making our own money in, at, at, at a certain point because we had to. And so now we are taking those coins and flipping them into businesses, into empires, you know, and now we're being re resented for doing so. And again, not saying all men feel this way, okay? All right, I'm not saying all. But there has been this level of resentment when because we have become more independent. But I'm like, do you think we want to be by ourselves? No. Y'all got y'all got me over here sweating. Um, Galacto said, I feel like many aspects of our online culture make a lot of people's opinions more binary and strong. And nowadays there's a lot less capability for nuance. Ooh, yes. Yes. You better say that. 
I definitely think that's true. Absolutely. And so everybody, I, I posted this. I don't know if y'all on threads. I'm on threads. But I posted this on threads. It's like everybody out here is a life coach and a relationship coach now, too. And I am not on here giving in advice by any means necessary. I am sharing my feelings <laughs> with y'all. I'm always just sharing my feelings and my opinions about my personal experiences and y'all chime in and we have a collective discussion. So um, I think that it, it's just, it's just kind of crazy. All right, y'all. Now I really got to have a glass of wine. <laughs> okay. We'll be back next week. This was such a good conversation. Thank you all for chiming in. And I will see y'all next week. Oh, wait. I got to read one more comment. Hold on. Elsie <laughs> said, you damn if you do and damn if you don't. When women stay home and expect their man to pay for everything, she's a gold digger. Right. Right. And on that note, I'm going to see y'all next week. 